Please open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to learn about Sarah today as we, uh, as we go through this hall of faith. And uh, we'll be asking the question, what does the Lord want us to learn and apply from the example of Sarah? Hebrews 11, 11, just one verse. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Let's pray. Father, we now come to Sarah. You include her here for our instruction. Bring your word to us in a clear, bright way this morning by your Holy Spirit. May the things that I say and the things that this congregation hears be true to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we'll just walk through this uh, phrase by phrase. And so we'll start off with the first phrase here, by faith. Well, if you look in your Bible, look up. Every single one of these introductions is um, started the same way, by faith. And of course, that's the main thing. It is the summation of what we are talking about. And I guess we could stop there and pray and have communion, but we're only at 25 seconds, so I'm going to go ahead and continue on a little bit more. By faith, Sarah herself. This is an interesting word here, herself, and uh, it brings a couple things to mind for me. Um, First of all, the covenant. I've been reading a little bit about the covenant, and and there's... There's two aspects to the covenant of God. There's an objective aspect, and there's a subjective aspect. The objective aspect is is essentially the benefits that you receive just from being in the covenant. Um, it It is what you have because you are a member of God's people. Then the subjective is a more personal aspect. This is the personal relationship and the faith that we have with Jesus our Lord. Both of these aspects of the covenant are very important, and we have to keep them in balance. Unfortunately, in evangelical Christianity, there can be a tendency to overemphasize one over the other. And I think that this here, the fact that we are, all these people are in the covenant, and we're going through them and talking about them individually, about their faith. And I think it's a very good check against the over-objectivity of the covenant that some of our fellow Presbyterians can have. So this is individual faith that we are talking about within the covenant. So herself, individual. Second, notice that herself is not himself. Okay, this is herself. We are talking about the faith of a woman here. John Owen writes, It is the faith of a woman that is celebrated. Isn't it interesting that that the audience of Hebrews is both male and female, and the author writes this example to us all. Men can learn from women. We can learn from the faith that they have and from their example, and that is what we men are called to do here. So by faith herself. Christianity, as you know, elevates uh, 
women and wife to the proper status as co-heirs in Christ. And this marriage between Abraham and Sarah is an excellent example of that. Not perfect, but a very good example of that. And if we don't have time to read it, but if you want to study that, look at 1 Peter chapter 3. I'd like to do it, but we don't have time today. So herself. Secondly, received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. Past her childbearing age, 90 years old. Long after, as far as we know, long after her childbearing days have ended. Physically impossible. So this is a miracle that is going to happen. And then the last clause here. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. And I think it's good to sort of break that up. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. She simply believed that God would do what he said he would do. But we need to turn back to Genesis to get the full story of this. So turn with me back to Genesis chapter 18. We'll start at verse 9, but let me give you a little background. So um, the, the Lord, as an angel, is appearing to Abraham and to Sarah to bring this message. So we'll pick it up in verse 9. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced. Sorry, I still have more time. I don't know why that's stopped. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord also being old? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Okay, so here we have two accounts of the same event. It's interesting. Hebrews 11, 11, the faith that, that is ascribed to Sarah is aligned with this event. This is the event which the Lord is pointing to and saying Sarah had faith. Now, we know the Bible doesn't contradict itself. So, how are we to look at this? Well, first of all, Let's remember that the Bible shows the truth of man's sinful state. And then it shows the work of God's redeeming grace. I can't imagine the Bible being so impactful, so powerful and transformational if you didn't see the ugliness of the sin in the people, the gritty, 
ugly ground truth of the sinfulness of people. And the Bible doesn't hide that. We see it clearly because the Bible is true. So we see that part of Sarah here. Second, isn't it interesting that that writer of Hebrews knows this account very well, and he knows that his audience knows this account very well. But he doesn't go and say, now I know what it says in Genesis 18, and let me explain it. It doesn't faze him. He just writes and says that she was faithful. So how can this be? How, how are we to resolve this? Well, it's, it's re resolved very simply. It's resolved chronologically. Her commendable faith must have been after this first failed test. <clears throat> One commenter said, commentator said, she, she had ceased to doubt, being instructed by the angel that it was no jest, but a matter in serious earnest. So in other words, she has been reproved and has changed. Now this is aligned with scripture. If we look at 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17, very familiar. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the correction and the reproof of God leads to something. It leads to being complete. It leads to being equipped for every good work. And we know that good works have to have faith. So, the reproof of God leads to faith. John Owen writes this, but being awake, awakened by that reproof and receiving a fuller evidence that it was the Lord which spake to her, she recovered herself and rested by faith in his power and trust. I believe this is true because, because it has to be true because the story ends here and the story is picked up and the New Testament, and we get the full picture. Well, by way of application, I honestly hope that each and every one of us have been reproved by God. We need that. It is so gracious. It leads to the peaceful fruit of righteousness. You children, when you are reproved by your parents, accept it. It is a wonderful, gracious thing that they are doing and leading you to great promises in a faithful life. Well, back to our verse. We go back to Hebrews 11, 11. One more thing. The last phrase here, because she judged him faithful who had promised. So the faith of God is superior to ours. Thanks be to God. 1 Corinthians 1, 9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is faithful. So in the end, Sarah teaches us some things. She teaches us to believe personally. She teaches us to believe what seems impossible to us. So I ask you, sons of Abraham and daughters of Sarah, this is what we, uh, this is what we learn. When your faith fails, accept the reproof of God and change to a faithful life and receive the blessings. Let's pray. Dear God, we are so thankful for the women of old. They teach us how to be faithful. 
you present things in your word that are hard to believe in our fallen state. When we fail to believe your promises, we ask for your gracious reproof from your word that we might have communion with you in faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.